Episode 93 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. This podcast was created because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I was out last week, called out of town quickly. Associate Editor Kirk Semenov filled in on the podcast for me. Thanks, Kirk. I appreciate it. This week, we held a panel discussion so this year's emerging leaders could hear more about Project Wichita. Evan Roselle of the Greater Wichita Partnership joined us along with Misty Bruckner from WSU and Justin White, who is a Project Wichita co-chair. They provided the emerging leaders with a lot of information, took questions. We recorded it, and that's what you'll hear in the podcast this week. Not the whole thing. Edited. First, a couple of notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Each year, the Wichita Business Journal and its 39 sister publications around the country hold an event on the same day. Biz Women Mentoring Monday. It was Monday of this week. Two dozen mentors met with a couple of hundred women who attended. It was another great event, and we write about some of the connections that were made and the advice provided at the event. That's our big story. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Renee Duxler. She's the new executive director of the Douglas Design District. She talks about her run for a Sedgwick County Commission seat, the best-kept secret of the district, and her decision to run the organization. That's on page 23. This week's top 25 list, Coke Industries Companies. It's a good reference if you want to learn more about individual companies under the Coke Industries umbrella. It's ranked by global employees. Molex is at the top, followed by Georgia Pacific, page 6. Check out our leads section, a bunch of commercial building permits, including one at Spirit Aerosystems for more than $2 million. 75 new corporations, they could turn into new customers for you. Real estate transactions, new lawsuits, who owes back taxes, mechanics liens, lots of good information. It's useful. Starts this week on page 16. Back in a moment to hear more about Project Wichita right after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Well, each year we host anywhere from 50 to about 80 young professionals in our Emerging Leaders program. They take part in three roundtable discussions in which they talk with each other. And we also expose them to Wichita leaders. Last month in a panel discussion at the Kansas Leadership Center, they heard from Mayor Jeff Longwell, City Manager Bob Layton, Wichita Police Chief Gordon Ramsey, and County Commission Chair David Dennis, the topic local government. This week, they got to hear more about Project Wichita. That's the effort that gathered information from the public and identified five main areas to focus on in the next 10 years to improve Wichita. Our panelists, Evan Roselle, he's Vice President of Projects at the Greater Wichita Partnership, Misty Bruckner, Director of the Public Policy and Management Center at Wichita State University, And Justin White, Executive Director of Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Kansas, he's one of four Project Wichita co-chairs. They gave a presentation detailing how the effort began and what's been done to this point. Justin White went back to the beginning. Um, Where it was an opportunity for us to gather feedback from individuals in the Wichita, but then also the surrounding area, analyze that data, and come up with priority areas that were developed by the citizens of the region. And so it it was a little bit more grassroots as opposed to having closed door conferences and meetings and determining what are the needs of the of the citizens, but also but more 
getting that information from those that are highly invested and on the, going to be on the, the ground floor in executing whatever initiatives are developed. Um, so from that, we gathered the information and we determined what the priority focus areas were, and then from there developed an action plan. And so that's where we are today, where we have an action plan, we are moving forward with sharing that information and determining a strategy to um, meet those needs that we have determined, well, that the, the citizens have determined from now to the next 10 years. So if you imagine what you want the Wichita area and the surrounding region to look like 10 years from now, where do you want to live? What do you want to be proud of? Where do you want to encourage people to come and be a part of what we have going on here? That's what this whole project is about. Evan reminded us about the three other co-chairs with White, Aaron Bastian of Intrust Bank, Scott Schwindeman of Lubrication Engineers, and Debbie Gann, a retired executive from Spirit Aerosystems. It's been a grassroots effort, he says, trying to gauge what Wichita's aspired to in the next 10 years. Misty Bruckner at Wichita State described the effort to hear Wichita's. Evan added to her comments. Uh, the first part of that listening phase was really a focus groups and um, creating opportunities for people to host their own focus groups. Uh, we also, part of this was doing the community survey um, and gathering as many voices in there as we can. So really um, intentional ask and to find out what was on people's mind, what was important to them. Uh, and that set the tone for the focus groups that led into the survey. The focus phase uh, is really taking all that information and trying to figure out what is most critical. We have so many issues that um, you could potentially address, but what are those ones that are really going to move our community forward um, that don't have maybe champions or momentum behind them right now, right? So the effort is not to duplicate what you're doing. Um, I always joke, it's not making your to-do list after the fact, right? And then crossing things off that you've gotten done. That's my husband's process on so Sunday good. afternoon. So yeah. That, yeah, right. But it's really like, what do we really need to get done here, folks, that's not happening? And so that's that was the focus phase. Um, and really hard work done um, by our vision team and content experts that came into that into that space at that time. And then the share phase is really where we're at now. Um, started um, at the uh, end of the year and, and the beginning of the year. But with community engagement, like with any relationship, it's about building trust. And so um, from the beginning, you're listening. And the focus phase, you're saying, here's, here's what we think we're hearing. This is how we think we can move the community, You know what the community is telling us that we need to move forward. And the sharing phase is going back out and saying, did we get this right? Or how do we engage you more? So, it's building a relationship, and that takes trust building and a lot of effort to keep that moving. One of the things Misty was so great at in this process is, is making sure we all understood we're not just after the right answers. We're after a shared vision and a common ownership as a community. That's more, that's more important. That's more, more potent than, than maybe singularly identifying uh, the one right answer. And so taking this back out to the community is a way to develop that, that um, uh, common ownership. When we talk about the community, we're not just talking about Wichita. Uh, and even uh, the name Project Wichita signifies more than the city limits itself. We're talking about kind of a 10-county region. Imagine 60 miles in every direction uh, for all of those who would consider themselves part of this uh, region. Uh, and I think we've seen this regionalism um, idea really gain some traction over the no last number of years. 
and people understanding that when Wichita is thriving, then, then Winfield is thriving and Mulvane is thriving and McPherson is thriving and vice versa. When, when those communities are thriving in Wichita, uh, by virtue of that, is, is thriving as well. We're talking about the same labor shed. We're talking about the same uh, talent source and, and um, many, many, many shared, shared issues here. And so when we talk about Project Wichita, we mean uh, Wichita as in the way that maybe somebody from New York would understand Wichita, this, this kind of general, this general region. 102 focus groups in six weeks, online version 137 groups, 4,000 people sharing their thoughts on Wichita's future. They wanted to be thorough, so Misty and her folks went through surveys line by line. And themes emerged. Education was mentioned in 95% of the focus groups. It took about 30% of the conversations. They heard in all from 14,000 people in the surveys. They tell us that's an amazing number of survey returns. And that was reinforced in a conversation Evan had with a guy he knows who knows surveys. The guy wanted to know what Wichita did. Most similar surveys, he says, only see returns in the area of 6,000. So they came up with five focus areas, talent, lifelong learning, strong communities and neighborhoods, economic prosperity, and quality of place. Each has its own leader, and each has an action plan. Evan says they saw in the research a big issue, an important one, for the future of the area. This is probably the biggest tonal uh, piece that came out of this section of questions, the highest uh, response, is that four out of the five community respondents think that the Wichita region has to be willing to change to keep and attract the next generation. Um, now, what that change is, how we go about it, you know, what does it look like? Obviously, those are questions we'll have to wrestle with as a community over the next 10 years. But I think these numbers show, uh, tell us two things. One, that keeping and attracting the next generation, uh, so talent, uh, people, is really, really important. And that also we're going to need to change in order to do that. Then they asked, what's the next step? They went to the vision team for Project Wichita, and some wanted to take the data and get moving on a plan right away. Evan says they had to take a step back and realize they're making a plan for 10 years. They needed to be more deliberate. Evan says they identified four guiding principles. And the first guiding principle here is this idea that we're investing in ourself. Uh, there's a humility about our community. There's a humility about our region uh, that's, that's amazing. It's a strong point. But humility and ambition don't have to be poles uh, of a spectrum. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. We can, we can pursue both of those things at the same time. And how does that reflect in the way that we think about investing in ourselves? Like any business owner uh, or businessman does, you, you put the chips in the middle of the room when you believe in something. And what happens if you believe in your community? How do you res how do you respond through uh, investment? Uh, second is co connected community, and we mean this through uh, through through many different ways. We want connected community from kind of urban Wichita to regional uh, Wichita um, connections between uh, demographics within the community, so age demographics. I think we're really in the middle of a generational transfer as a community, and that's something we can either survive or steward. Uh, how do we think about uh, connecting uh, across all of these different lines that exist? Future generation mindset as well. Um, 
And one of the things that I think the, the Business Journal models so well here is this, this investing in emerging leaders. And, and one, how do we understand the thinking of emerging leaders? Because hey, in a couple of years, this is, these, this is the leadership core of our community. And, and by the time that some of those problems emerge, it's, you, know, you, you have to have worked on future generation mindset issues. Uh, far before the, the, the issue emerges, right? You're not going to get a 20-year-old oak tree today. Uh, you needed to have that moment of passion 20 years ago. How do we think about that with our leadership core in our community as well? And then finally, when, when opportunities knock on the door, uh, how do we answer that door? Whether those be educational opportunities or downtown investment opportunities or workforce development opportunities or you know, whatever the opportunity is, if it's wise, you know, how do we open the door when, when it knocks? After some discussion, Justin says they could then determine their overall vision statement. Um, so the, the vision statement is is a, a caption that encompasses, again, the entire region. And so the, the idea is that we aren't focusing strictly on Wichita and creating a plan for just the city, but the entire region. And so here, you know, it, it encompasses the heartland. Um, when we talk about the heartland, the, the region is considerably close to the center of the United States. And so how do we, how do we formulate a, a plan that is successful for the needs of our particular region? Um, and, and to ensure that we, we bravely seize opportunities, again, going back to the, the considerable amount of momentum that we have seen over the last four to five years, how do we make the most of those opportunities and we champion change? And so understanding that that in order for us to continuously improve, that we have to accept change and, and be, be open to it and, and willing to support change, understanding that is for the greater good, um, to ensure that we create those pathways to success. So ensuring that we are creating a, a region that we can be proud of now, but then also we can be proud of 10 years from now and those that come after us, um, what, what, what region do they want to live in? Um, from days to come. And as we look at retaining talent, attracting talent, um, what do we want to say about our region and how do we ensure that we are creating a place where everyone wants to live and people want to seek out um, as they become professionals and move on into their careers? The group provided a lot more detail about the project, much of which is on their website, projectwichita.com. I wanted to make sure I got a few questions in from the emerging leaders. So question on just the, you talked about McPherson and some of the surrounding counties and cities. Uh, are they flying the Project Wichita flag as much? I, don't, I just don't, how is that communication happening and, and why do they care, if at all? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Cooper. I think one of the things that we were really deliberate about and the co-chairs were really deliberate about early on is that we have to set the tone for that kind of environment. Uh, Wichita is obviously the biggest uh, city in the room in that in that sense, and so the tone that Wichita sets is the tone that the kind of region can embrace. So we were really deliberate to 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 come there, you know, to go to those locations to to talk about this as a regional piece to to understand the diversity of those of those regional voices. And Misty, jump in here as well, um, and, and and I think that's trust that's earned. Um, and, I, and I think that credit goes to a number of different partners there over the last several years that we've been thinking about the health of our region in broader terms than simply the, the, the city of Wichita. Uh, and so I think that tone had been set and we're trying to capitalize on that as well. I think it's about 
the culture that exists, right? And that what we heard from communities is they don't want to lose their identity. They don't want to stop being El Dorado because they are part of the region. And so I think it's having honest conversations about this is the this is the demographic changes this is the job changes right we are all connected you don't have to stop being el dorado and still be a regional part of this conversation and i think you see different leaderships emerging from that but it's a long-term conversation to help make that solve that same thing uh, within wichita right people want to be proud of their neighborhoods they want to be proud of where they come from where they go to school so how do we say absolutely do that but you can still be a part of a bigger conversation that's going on which is the essence of the type of community work that we're doing right you know we, you don't have to give up your particular identity to step toward broader issues and come together on a broader vision and so we're through i mean just just a couple of weeks ago sat down with about 20 different regional mayors uh, or council members and and it was amazing to see, you know, these issues that they saw playing out in all of their their communities too. Uh, and so, they were really encouraged, and they were really excited to be a part of it. So my question's kind of twofold. Um, so one, sometimes I feel like there's a bit of confusion that there's many different groups kind of trying to do the same initiatives. So how are you guys collaborating to ensure that there is no conflict and that we're all on the same page? And then two. Um, I know you guys just launched your new website last week. Um, sometimes that gets confusing too. So there's many different websites out there, Visit Wichita and many different ones. So as far as attracting talent, where do I really go or, or where do I lead that person from out of state, out of town um, to visit? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a great question, Alyssa. I think in some in some ways, it's great to have a number of different resources, um, and so. Uh, but we also want to make sure that the people are aware of these resources too, so that we're maximizing the value of those things. Um, certainly, choosewichita.com is just an expression of one of the things that that's happening in the action plans, and and so uh, you know want to share that as well. I think from a, a broader project Wichita standpoint, we're not looking to displace organizations that are happening that are already here and doing great work. Uh, what we're looking to do is try to amplify those things and and probably spotlight some vision areas or, or some some issue and opportunity areas within our region that uh, that that could perhaps need need more focus and and in that sense uh, drawing more attention to those organizations that are that are working on these things rather than trying to detract from them. Misty or Justin, you guys would have anything to add to that? Uh, I would say the majority of those are at the table. Um, we are analyzing current action plans that are in progress and determining how we can help support those, but how we can collectively ensure that we're, we're meeting those objectives without overlapping um, the work that's been done. I think you're spot on on your observation, right? There's a lot of initiatives there. I think it's trying to find people space to come together to figure out how to leverage that um, in a positive way. And so it does mean giving up maybe a little bit of just going it alone mentality. Um, but what is the greater good or the greater gain that can come from working together? And that's the sense that we absolutely see for that efforts going on. So whether that's mental health or literacy or creating strong communities. So sometimes it's just creating that space for people to, to dive in. And that's hard work. That is hard work. But I think we're making momentum. Is there a sort of idea of what might what it might look like to, once something is done, celebrate it and then bring that group back together to figure out what's the next initiative? Or what does that look like? assuming that we do a fantastic job of accomplishing the initiatives. What you're saying is in 24 months, when we get all of these things done, 
how do we okay great um we, we've we've seen in other communities that they're you know we're talking about 10-year plans that's a dynamic landscape uh, a lot of things change over the course of of even just a couple of years and so it'd be natural for us to kind of revisit some of these issues and say how uh, how relevant is this issue now do we need to tweak some of these aspects of it maybe maybe we shot too high or maybe we shot too low and we needed to stretch a little bit more um and so i i, I Misty, you jump in here too, but I, I imagine there's a context for us here in the next couple of years to say, "Time out. Let's let's assess how are we." Like we would do with any kind of organizational strategic plan, you'd you'd step in and say, uh, "You know, uh, halfway through, where are we, um, and and how do we move forward?" We've seen other communities do that too. Um, so I, I would love to have that problem that we accomplish these things, and uh, we're looking for more. I think the success we have is because those folks came together. So the 90 leadership that was shown on the vision team, the you know 14,000 people that took the survey, if we have to continue to think of ways how we keep those folks coming back in and growing that network of folks involved because none of these issues are easily solved, right? And so it takes everybody thinking, how do we connect? How do we live by those guiding principles to move that forward? So yes, and we do need to celebrate a lot more. I agree with that. That is that that is something we've had tried to have the discipline to do is is that in a in a, a region in a culture that's really humble and again it's that thing that we're not saying that humility and ambition are ends of a, are two ends of a polar spectrum they can actually live together humility and celebration can live together too and we can celebrate the achievements that we have even if it's just a step because one of the things we've talked about quite a bit as a as a project team here is that remember there's no mountaintop. You know, we're not going to get to the point as a community where we can stop. Um, you know, it, no, if we solve our talent issue, if we solve our mental health issue, there is no summit here. Uh, and so there will always be more things that we can do. So how do we do this work in a way uh, where we appreciate it and we're having fun while we're doing it? We're understanding why we're doing it in the first place. Well, we will continue to cover the growth and progress of Project Wichita. Lots of great information there. Our thanks to panelists Misty Bruckner, Justin White, and Evan Roselle, and you can find more information once again at projectwichita.com. Back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 93. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.